you are welcome once again in Jesus' name. So today, we are starting something new. We have promised you. And today is a day of fulfillment. This is our first podcast program where, by the grace of God, we will be bringing to you issues that bothers, issues that matters for our Christian life. We say household of faith. Why the title household of faith? Faith is a key. We are Christian by faith. Faith is the basis of our union with God. We are saved by faith, redeemed, blessed by faith. Whatever we receive from God can only come by faith. Only faith pleases God. So you can see the importance of faith in your approach to God. So please, in our daily life, the Bible says, My righteous shall live by faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. So we are commanded by God to live by faith. We are commanded to walk by faith, to walk by the Spirit. So what is faith? Faith is a heart that believes God or the circumstances of life. In every so you're welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. And what a blessing to belong to the household of faith. You know, everyone has their own faith as they have their own shoes, as they have their own body, as they have their own reasoning faculty. Yes, God has given each person a measure of faith. And if today you're thinking that I don't have faith, my faith is small, I wish I had the faith of this Bible character or that Bible character. I wish I had so much more faith. Remember, it's not great faith you need. It's a great God. And that great God is here in our midst. And that's the greatest miracle of all. And in these podcasts, we want to be able to explore those practical situations in life where the word of God can be applied so that you can grow in your spiritual life and your faith in that great God can grow. Because look, here we are. We, we are uh, a weak people, not uh, amazingly gifted or intelligent, but look what God is doing in our lives. The same thing he can do for you if you submit yourself to the spirit of God. So thank you so much for joining us in the household of faith. It's a privilege to be part of this community. We see it as a privilege to be in the house of God. Absolutely. So today, when we look at that Christianity all over the world today, by the email we receive, our communication with many viewers of the UAG, we realize that many issues are brought to our attention related to faith. People have trouble, people have issues, someone to grow in knowledge of God, but all this can only happen by faith. If we understand the purpose of faith, our focus will change in everything we do because faith focuses on God. Faith focuses on God's ability. Now, we remember the message of Prophet Jesus had two kinds of faith. Faith in faith and faith in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is not mere confessing the promises of God. Faith is to believe with your heart the promises and you confess them before it's going to happen. So we want to help people to enter the practical side of Christianity. Because a Christian must only know his faith, that must show his faith. In community, in your daily living, when we live by faith, we approach every situation by faith in God. And that is it. Jesus Christ has done everything for us. Everything. Whatever we are, whatever we receive not by works, by grace. Grace means there are two things we don't need to 
confused. Grace is a principle in the gospel. I mean, Jesus has paid the supreme price to bring whatever we need from God. How do we appropriate it? Faith comes. Our genuine willingness. So, to grow in faith, we must enter into the practical side of Christianity, which requires hearing and obedience. What do I mean by obedience? The Bible says that our only means of growth is the Holy Spirit. Anytime we hear from God and we obey from God, something will enter us that increases our strength. Faith. Abraham, all the heroes of faith, they were people like you and me, ordinary people. They faced challenges in their lives, everybody. But with God, all things are possible. They overcame by faith because their faith was not based on their own ability, on God's ability. So now, what is your situation? That's why we say the household of faith is to make you strong in the Lord. Because this world, whether we like it or not, there will be trouble. God never promised that there will be no more problem. There will be. But we overcome them by faith. So what is faith, Ruth? Remind them. What is faith again? Well, I, th I think you said it. Oh, I love that definition. That faith is a heart that believes God in every single circumstance. Not just in desperate times, Good. but day to day. You said the heart. Why not the brain? Because it's with our heart that we believe God. What happens when we believe in our brain? We ask questions. <laughs> what happens when we believe in our brain? Mm -hmm. Well, it's mental ascent. It's just reasoning faculty. It's just memorizing. Like when you prepare for an exam, you can learn something. Very good. But later on, you might delete it from your brain. But what's the main challenge in that case when you operate by brain and not by faith? What's the main problem? Anything that doesn't come from the heart, it cannot last. Good. Why? That is it. Faith sees the invisible. Faith believes the impossible. And you can see already it's contrary to common sense. Because God always asks us to do what we cannot do so he can teach us how to do it. So God's word and his promises can only be put into practice or receive the promises when we act faith in God's possibility, not our own ability. So, real faith does not reason. Because mental ascent, as she rightfully say, respond to reason. So when we face situations that are difficult, we may likely tend to reason and say, ah, it is not possible. We begin to restrict God within the framework of intellectual mind. And that's why we say today, failure to give God and his word, his proper position in our heart, not in our brain, is actually responsible for the Christ. Right. Yeah. Yes? When you said about the issue of uh, reason, it reminded me that, you know, the word of God, our reason will probably reject it, but your heart craves for it. And you don't know that your heart is actually craving for spiritual food. And the word of God is a spiritual food, but your your reasoning faculties, you know, they, they can't understand it. And that is why faith comes through hearing the word of God, because it's that word of God that comes into your heart and causes that faith, which is a spiritual force to grow. And I think that's what makes 
so it may be so complicated for people because we try and overthink it and try and uh, make it as if it's a reasoning issue. No, it, it your reason may reject the word of God, like your reason may reject faith, but your heart craves for it. And then the thing that comes by force is not faith. Right. I I'm, I I know that one for a fact. Anything that comes by force is not faith. You can't you can't fake faith. Because you see the goodness of God, you now realize, oh, God is worthy of of my praise, and then your faith in Him automatically grows, simultaneously, spontaneously grows. When you say force, it is true. Sometimes we do things by force, by power, and by might. Sometimes we even go to the extent we we'll force God. To do what we want to do. Sometimes we pull God to our mind. Lord, I want this. Lord, I want that. When you look at your Bible very clearly, you will see to have effective prayer. And we come before God as James chapter 4 verse 23 says, you do not have because you don't ask. That means it's our duty to come before God, our Father, to ask. The Bible says we can make God know all our needs. There's nothing wrong. But the Bible says very often we approach God through the narrow-minded of our intellect because when outward needs, Lord, I need money. I pray for money. I'm poor. I want blessing. I'm sick. I want faith. Say so something far more important than those natural circumstances. You need to know the will of God in the matter. So, James say, you do not have because you ask wrongly. How do we ask wrongly? Whatever we face, our faith is not dictated by the circumstances. God in his mercy may allow all sorts of situations to test our faith, to make us grow. Mm. He's aware. But how we respond to it determines the outcome. We focus on the situation, on the sickness. But sometimes God may allow foolish things to happen to our life to strengthen us. Okay, let's say the case of Paul in 2 Corinthians. Chapter 12, Paul was faced with a thorn in his flesh. It was a real problem. It was painful. So he came to the Lord and prayed for the Lord to remove it. That, that we all of us will naturally do. God remained silent. He prayed again, and the Lord remained silent. Do you know what that thorn was, Paul's thorn? Oh, many people are interpreting what a thorn is. All we know is something. Contrary to his desire. So we don't know, the Bible never say whether it's a sickness. But all we know that there was a problem in his physical problem he had. Or a weakness. But the Lord said to him, My grace is sufficient. Will you? You want God to remove your problem. But sometimes God will not answer your request to the letter. One thing we should never doubt, God always answers the prayer of faith, but never in the letter. Mm. Never how you expect it. Absolutely. What you're asking for, God may not give you that, but an equivalent is always given. What is equivalent? When Paul asked for the thought to be removed, does it mean God ignored him? God allowed that thing to happen for a purpose. Mm. You see, God allowed, because of the excellency of the revelation God gave me, he allowed the thought to prevent me from being conceited. To protect me from spiritual pride. Once he understood that, the Lord say, "My, oh my God, my grace, my power, is manifested in your weakness." 
he really understood the reason for that thorn and because he understood the reason that gave him such a peace and I I think that's such a lesson for us today because you know he he had that spiritual maturity to understand that he'd been given such an amazing gift like he had these revelations amazing revelations that no one else had and in order to stop him from becoming conceited because pride is, is our biggest enemy and uh, in order for that not to happen he realized that God gave him that thorn and that's why if we look at our lives, we can see many things as like a check. A check for us to, to if we've been so blessed in so many areas, you know, just so many people come to us with complaint after complaint. But if you begin to think and count the blessings of God in your life and count, okay, by good health, you know, so many things, your ability to wake up in the morning to read the Bible, think about your family, your friends, everything that God has blessed you with. And then you realize that any difficulty or maybe hardship, it's to check, it's to check your spiritual life to make sure that you realize that you need God. So I love that about Paul. There's a big lesson. I mean, I myself personally, I learned from him. He was a friend of God, a man of faith. He prayed for the sick, they were healed. <laughs> he still had the sickness or the thought of them. They're not saying my grace is sufficient for you. What I want to say, I remember one word of wisdom or prophet to Yeshua, which really opens my heart to the issue of, of prayer. So let's talk about prayer to make it more practical in our discussion about faith. All prayers are prayers of faith. He said, we often hear people say that prayer answers all trouble. That prayer brings changes. Prayer. Honestly, if prayer was changing all things, all things would have changed in life for many people. <laughs> because Paul says, some say, ah, I've been praying, I've been praying. Mm. That's God ignore me. Maybe God does not want to answer my prayer. Is it because I see many people, many face mountain of unanswered prayers. Between them, unanswered prayers keep standing between them and their faith. And many stop praying because they have no, no hope for an answer. Right. But when we understand that God does not answer our prayers to the letter because you know what is good for you. Mean in every circumstance you face, God has something to say. If the Lord sees that I am the type that pride may destroy me, the Lord may allow something to test my faith and to break that pride. God can use terrible situation, difficult situation, like gold must be refined as a check to reframe me. It was the purpose of God. So if I ignore the purpose of God in that situation and I begin to pray for healing, God will not answer me. If Job has prayed in believing, God, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, nothing would have happened because God allowed the things to happen for a purpose. He was not sick because he sinned. That sickness was a test of faith. So it means as a member of the household of faith, God is our father. God is good all the time, whether good or bad. So what must we do when we face difficult situation? The first thing we should not rush and begin to ask God. First, the most difficult to do. Sit back in silence and ask God. Surrender to his will. What is his purpose on the matter? 
as you know, when Job was sick, two, some of his friends came because of compassion to visit Job. He was their best friend. The scriptures say when they came, when they saw Job of, from far, they could not believe. When they saw his state, they were wounded. And the Bible said for seven days, they could not speak. That was the right thing to do. <laughs> for seven days, it was fine. There was no, no, no trouble, as we say. <laughs> there were no problem with Job. For seven days, they were calm. But the moment they opened their mouth to speak, trouble started. They begin to misjudge Job. They begin to see the situation in the natural and begin to defend God and begin to point a finger to him. And trouble started. That's why most of our troubles are tongue troubles. Absolutely. <laughs> so what is the best thing to do when you face a situation? Inquire from God first. And this is not easy to do. Sit down in silence and pray to God to reveal to who? To reveal to you what is his purpose as a man of faith or a woman of faith. That we should do. Always when we are faced with our challenges. God may reveal his purpose to you. He's a God of love and mercy. Because we will all face what Prophet Jesus called unchangeable events. Yes? I think if you have that kind of outlook on life, it really changes you from the inside out. I mean, if I look at my experience, even just going through this whole journey of pregnancy and birth and the first few months of the baby and everything, my whole way of seeing life has really changed. You know, because you can have, I think people can have so many um, expectations of what they think life should be like or what they would like life to be like. I would like to have this at this age and do this at this age and have this this way and this this way. But God is the one that has the final say. And if we learn to surrender to his will and not say we want things in a specific way, but just say, God, let your will be done. And there's one prayer of Prophet T.B. Joshua that I love so much. He said, um... Let me only know your will. So, submit to everything you permit to happen to me. I think that goes, isn't it? Yes. Uh, let me only know your will. And that prayer really helped me going through some really tough period in this last year. And uh, it really helped me personally because I realized that it wasn't about having praying for a specific thing. God, I want this, remove this, or have it like this, like take, do this in my life. But God, this is your will. Allow my, you know, permit whatever you allow to happen to me to happen to me. And if if you pray that kind of prayer from faith, really, it changes your outlook. Right. You mentioned faith. But the prayer say, Holy Spirit, take me as your disciple. I promise. <laughs> I promise, Lord, to accept all, to, all that you permit to happen to me, I surrender. Let me only know your will. It's easy to do that. They said, but once the trouble happens, say, Lord, what is this? If you really accept the will of God and you are a child of God and you know that nothing out of God's control can happen to you, when situation comes upon you, never doubt the love of God. God is the way. If you are a believer and a child of God, nothing can happen to you without God's awareness. God knows before they even happen, the Lord is aware. That's why Jesus said, when you approach God before you speak, God knows the word that comes from your mouth. So why should I ask my 
God, Lord, give me money, give me food, give me thing. Jesus said, don't ask those things. Mm. It's the Gentiles, they ask for it. Your father knows that you need them. That's what God said. And Prophet Jesus said, to come back to what Ruth was saying, concerning the will of God, we often hear that prayer <laughs> changes things. No, it's not entirely true that prayer changes things. It's a prayer changes me. And faith causes things to happen. Let me repeat again. Prayer changes me, I myself. And faith makes things happen. Faith changes things. How does prayer change you? Good. What does it mean? When I come to God, I have an affliction. My natural human tendency is to focus on the problem I'm having. And the body, we all know the body, the body wants peace in the outside. The body wants quick solution. It's a natural thing. So, Lord, please healing. I need 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 healing. But if God revealed to you, as it is for Paul, that he is aware of your situation, that anything happened for a purpose, for God to glorify his name in your life, you will not ask God for healing. The moment God revealed to his purpose, change will happen. Why? Because you know the will of God. As a child of God, you are here to do the will of God. So God chooses what we go through. We choose how we go through it. If God say, okay, Ruth, you know what you went through? It was tough for this pregnancy. Eh? But God allow you to go through it. You never say shortcut or dodge it. No, you accept it to go through with the grace of God. There are some choices we make. Our choices should match the will of God in our lives, not shortcuts. We accept the will of God. I, what you permit to happen to me, I submit to it. Let me know your will. Why? Because knowing the will of God in your situation will impart a spiritual strength to endure. And that's what you need to get you through. And that is the endurance. What's the purpose of endurance? Is to build your character. I think endurance is rarely talked about today. I think the long-suffering, endurance, perseverance are, are elements of faith and virtues that are rarely appreciated or, or celebrated today. You know, we tend to want everything so quick and, and you know, we don't have that, that ability to, to endure. Whereas Jesus promised us that he who endures to the end will be saved. And, you know, even that prayer Jesus prayed, he said, I pray that your faith will not fail. That's the prayer that, you know, Jesus is praying for us and praying for all true disciples of, of Christ. And I think what you said is so true. That endurance and perseverance can only come when that spiritual strength is there. Because humanly, everything human has a, has a limit. Human patience has a limit. Human wisdom, human, human perseverance, everything has a limit. But when you have that spiritual strength, you can go on. And you can have that peace in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the problem. And that's why there's something I always remember Prophet T. Joshua said that, that always impacted me so much. He said that learning how to hear God after the prayer is a much greater blessing than what you're even praying for. Like if you're praying for breakthrough or for, for a specific answer to, to something you're asking God for, hearing the voice of God, for example, knowing the will of God in that situation is even a much greater blessing because you have that peace. 
And when, when Rasin, you were talking about faith, what prayer changes us, that prayer takes our focus from us to God, because if we're praying, we're, we're, we're praying to God, we're having a conversation with God. So that's why we're taking our, our focus off ourselves, and that's why it changes us. Look, for example, uh, an, an example. We all know who Saul of Tarsus was, a persecutor of the church, who later became Apostle Paul. While he was persecuting the church, arresting believers, having letter of recommendation from the religious leaders to put them to prison, some were executed in his presence. So people in fear of him, it was the desire in Damascus to perform his, his duty. <laughs> When Jesus met him on the way to Damascus, Jesus spoke to one disciple called Ananias. When the Lord said to Ananias, yes, Lord. When the Lord mentioned the name of Saul, he said, Lord, Saul? Lord, this man? <laughs> but this man has been persecuting your sins. He has done so much, so much evil against us. So much thing, so much thing. So at that moment, you don't expect Ananias to obey the instruction. But Jesus said to him, this man whom you see as evil is my chosen wrestler. Wow. Immediately, Ananias heard that. That changed his focus completely. What did he do? The Lord said, go. Now, that knowledge of the will of God and the purpose of the calling of God in the life of soul, Ananias received supernatural strength and the fear disappeared. The man he was afraid of, he went without doubt. If that dream was given to you and me and you woke up in the morning, you say, this is a nightmare, I will not go. Yeah, is the dream real? This man is killing us as we go. And yes, never. He woke up in the morning, building the dream, and went straight to the place. And he met that man, the, the wolf as big as a lamb, because Jesus has changed the situation. If Ananias was not a man of faith, would he obey the instruction? I would doubt it. But being a man of faith, a man of vision, the moment he knew God's appeal on the matter, fear disappeared. Strength came, confidence came, and he was right because of his obedience. Saul was saved because Jesus and the angel would ever come and preach the gospel to you. You need to hear from a human being who preached the gospel and by faith you reach the salvation and be saved. When Ananias met him in Acts chapter 9, particularly in Acts chapter 22, verse 20, Pauline described, he said, Paul, come. The Lord has called you. It is time for you to be washed of your sin and call his name when salvation came. So, it is too early to be overwhelmed by your situation and to come and say, God, give me this based on your natural circumstances. First thing, as I said, we should come, sit down in silence and find out God's purpose. Because prayer is answered according to the will of God, not according to my will. So don't be rushed by emergencies before you come open your mouth to pray before God without knowing his will in the matter. When you come to the prophet, like prophet to Joshua, and you bring somebody in, in his presence, you say, I first look at inquire from God before I pray for the person. When he so I know the will of God in the matter. If God revealed to me that this man, what it is, God allow it to happen just for a short time. I will not pray against the will of God. I will strengthen the person. I will counsel him that my brother, 
This is for a purpose, to make you strong. You will not last long. And the person receives a word of encouragement, exhortation, receives strength, and is then in persecution. What is faith? If you ask and God give you, like cash and carry, faith is not cash and carry. Faith is not a magic button you press to get exactly what you want. For faith to be real, it must be based on the promise. Yes, God has given us promises, but we never tell you what time we will fulfill it. And that's what faith is all about, God's time. So, patience is important. We should never run out of patience. We should never run out of faith when we face situation. Whatever people tell you, whatever your situation look and face value, don't be too quick. First, examine all things in the light of God's word. Haruf. That's why we talk about the household of faith. It is easy to go to church, listen to wonderful messages as you did last Sunday. But the next day, you, are, you face real challenges in your business, in your company. You face real situations in your family everywhere. That's right. That's where we see the need of faith. Because when you meet a situation, you proceed in the light of God's word. God will reveal his purpose there and give you strength. You will not be overwhelmed by your situation. There are many situations we lived before. You thought it was impossible and you overcame them by the grace of God. So please, any spiritual experience, including faith, need to be tested in the face of real situation. That's the test you are facing on. Because our values and what? Must be tested in the face of real situation. If you say you are a Christian, you are a believer, we know you are a believer when your faith is tested. We cannot dodge dwell. The purpose of tests is to check the state of our heart. We need a check. If our heart is not checked, we may drift away from the way of the Lord. That's why God always allowed check to happen in our lives, to reset our mind so we can be focused on God. That's why Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. God never, never promised us to keep us away from tests and trials. Never, ever. But he promises to see a fluid. So be encouraged today that you are a member of the household of faith. And what does that mean? To be part of a community of believers, real believers. To be in a household means you belong. And what makes you belong? It's not which country you were born in, which race, nationality you are, whatever kind of genetics you have. What makes you belong is your faith in Christ Jesus. And whosoever wills, whosoever believes in Jesus Christ is saved. Jesus is the only way. So that faith makes you part of this community. And it's such an amazing thing because you're part of a community all over the world of real believers. And that's such a thing of joy. So you're not alone. And remember that Jesus Christ loves you so much. And sometimes we, 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 we allow fear to rob us of faith. So don't allow fear to rob you of faith today. And I think that's one of the major problems people have. You know, they, they, they spend so much time worrying and anxious and fearful of things that don't actually ever happen. If you think about how many years and time you've wasted worrying about things that actually didn't come to pass. So don't allow your fear to rob you of your faith because faith is the root to God. Don't forget, go read your Bible very well. And even today, in our midst, including me and we talking to you, no one comes to Jesus Christ in comfort. Nobody. 
everybody came to Christ because of a problem, because of a check. So when you face a problem or situation, don't think it's strange and begin to doubt your God. Don't think it's strange and begin to measure your Christian life by it. That do God, does God love me? Am I a Christian begin to doubt your faith? Please, we need to understand that whatever happens in life, we need to find out that nothing happens for nothing. Nothing for a believer happens by chance. So, what are you facing today? What is your trouble today? When you come to the household of faith, you will know one truth. No condition is permanent. And today, God is still saying something. And whatever happened to you, it may be just a mere, mere stopping interval to check your faith and to take you to another level. There's no way our character in Christ is built without tests and trials. How will you know the faithfulness of God when everything is fine? How do you know the value of love when everything is fine? How do you know the man of faith when everything is smooth? We know a man of faith in the face of difficult situation. We know that you are a man of faith when that faith is deeply tested, when your faith is challenged by situation and common situations. So what's, what's, what's the answer to all these troubles? Now you can understand the meaning of faith today. Faith in Christ Jesus is not a risk, but a sure and practical act. What does it mean? Faith is a trust that arises in your heart that God is faithful. Daniel find himself in the lion's den for a purpose. Daniel never doubted his God. The Bible says in the book of Daniel chapter 11, those who know, who know their God will do wonders. Those who know God's ability in their life will what? Work wonders. Jesus walked towards Jerusalem knowing the will of the Father that by going to the cross, he would die for us. And he said it to them, I'm going to Jerusalem, they will arrest me, and they will kill me. On the third day, I will rise. <laughs> That's a lot of faith. Jesus had absolute faith in the Father's word. Jesus never let any word of God fall to the ground. He knew he came to fulfill the word. The word. He knew that Isaiah said that he would be taken like a lamb to the slaughter. He knew that. He knew in Psalm 22, that he will be crucified. They will pierce his hand. He came to fulfill the scriptures. So, members of the household of faith, we have a lesson to learn from all we have said so far. That God is not moved by our words. God is only moved by his will. This simply means that when I come before God, whatever situation I face, I must inquire from God first to know his will before we utter a prayer in his presence. When I know the will of God in the matter, that knowledge of his will will impart a strength to endure whatever situation I'm facing, knowing that God has an appointed time. Job knew that it was a test. He said it. I know that I am being tested 
I will come out like gold. That's what he said. Jesus knew that going to the cross was the Father's will. And he lived an absolute faith in God that he will raise from the dead. So we never let the word of God fall to the ground. He fulfilled the scripture, laid down his life, committed the spirit to the Father, on the third day rose from the dead. So faith is a trust that arises in your heart that God is reliable. So what do we need to do? To move God is moved by his will. As the prophet say, your seed of faith must first move your faith. You must have faith in your heart. And that faith will move God to act in your life. As a Christian, we should not think it's strange to face situation. The Lord has told us clearly that in this world, we will have tribulation. The Lord has said, I will bless you with persecution. So when difficult times come, what do you do? Glory be to God Almighty. Run to God. Pray the more. Move closer to God. Trust God. Meditate in your heart. Ask God to reveal to you his purpose. Many marriages, many are crushed because of impatience. If you look at any successful marriage today, successful one, they went through a difficult situation. Abraham and Sarah went through barrenness. Isaac and Rebecca went through barrenness. Jacob went through a difficult situation. We know all these people went through a difficult situation. So the lesson is this one. Being faithful to God does not eliminate adversities. Adversity will come, but God will show you the way out by faith. And one thing I really want you to hold in your heart is that God's will is just the best thing that can possibly happen for you. God doesn't want the good. He wants the best for you. You know, if I think about my life and, you know, I never even imagined in a million years I would marry Racine. That never even came into my thought ever. <laughs> you know, that, that I, I never imagined that I would marry Racine, that, you know, we'd have a baby together. That that was never... We it, never, never, never thought about it. Never. We were the best brothers and sisters. <laughs> For many years. Well, I'm just trying to give an example that you, you something where you never imagined could happen, but God's will and God's time is just perfect. Can't you imagine? And you know, and it's, if it, if it had been me, I would have said, "Oh, I want this in my life, and I want to do this, and I want to do that." But but God, God has a perfect plan for each person's life, and you know, I, I really want you to take that in your heart as well—the issue of God's promise. God's faith cannot be real without his promise right. and his time. We like to kind of just take one, not the three. God, God's promise, God's time, God's faith. So you can't have faith unless you know the promise and, and the time of God. So God got his promise for your life. He has a perfect timing for your life. So you just need to rest in his will. And your prayer should be, change your prayer. Let your prayer be, God, let your will be done. Give me the grace to submit to your will. Allow everything that you permit to happen to me, to happen to me. And if you pray that prayer with your heart, it's a soul-saving, life-changing prayer. Because Thank you. it will change the way you see yourself and the way you see your relationship with God and the way you see your relationship with others. So if there's anything you take from this little podcast today, take that 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 nugget of, of, of wisdom that let your prayer change today, that, that the will of God be done in your life. 
So you are not alone. The purpose of this special program of the Household of Faith is to accompany you in your daily life. It's to give you the secret of faith, to strengthen you, to overcome every day, day by day, day by day, and to grow in faith and to discover how faithful, how reliable God is. Be blessed. The Lord be with your spirit. I just want to read this scripture for you um, so you can meditate on it as uh, uh, the book of Acts 20 verse 32. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. You are among those who are sanctified. That That's the household of faith. And the only thing that can build you up spiritually is the word of God. So that that's what we do. We commit you now to God and to the word of his grace. That is it. And live a victorious life. So when the devil comes with this temptation to cause fear, to show you doubt, show him that faith exists, that God is real. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for the promise of victory. The Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Lord, we are praying for each and every one of the member of the household of faith, looking up to God, looking unto God. Father, I pray, give them the grace and the strength to be conscious of their faith in the midst of troubled situation. Lord, we are living in a troubled world, but we have reason not to be troubled because you are the Lord, because you are the I am that I am. You are the shepherd of the shepherd, the Lord of Lords, and you are good. Father, we commit every single person here, his ways to your mighty hand, in the name of Jesus. You are the one who led them by the way of the wilderness, and nothing out of your control happened to them. The Bible says they walk in the wilderness, and you make the water to spring from the rock. Father, the Bible says you were the cloud going in front of them to show them the way in the wilderness that sheltered them from the heat of the day. You were the light that walked before them to show them the right way to follow. And nothing, nothing out of your control happened to them. Our security is in your hand. Lord Jesus, I pray you shelter every member of the household of faith under the refuge and shelter of your mightiness in the name of Jesus. Protect them, Lord. Strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Fill them with the spirit of faith to overcome whatever come their way in the name of Jesus. Reveal your purpose, your will in their matter, in their situation, in the name of Jesus. Teach them, Lord, to look to the cross where the price was paid for the victory in Christ Jesus. Strengthen them, guide them, make them victorious by your spirit, by your grace. Open their heart to the word of faith. Open their heart to the spirit of God. Open their heart to divine faith in the name of Jesus. Manifest your strength in their weaknesses. Let them grow in knowledge. Grow in wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with your spirit. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Household of Faith, which is such a privilege to be part of this community here in the University of God. God has really put it in our hearts to go deeper in our spiritual walk with God and to take you with us. Freely we've received, freely we want to give all that we've learned 
um, under the grace of God through our mentorship under Prophet T.B. Joshua, uh, servant of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we just want to take a moment to explain the household of faith, the subscription to the app of the University of God. The content on the app is free. The reason why we want you to subscribe is just so you can help maintain the app. You know, we thank God for the partners of the University of God that have, you know, contributed and God has put it in their heart to bless us with this amazing uh, application. What an amazing uh, privilege to have an app, our own app, the University of God. And the reason why the subscription is there is just to go straight to the company which have created the app and are maintaining it in order for us to give you the content without using social media. So you can watch the content of the UOG without going on YouTube, without going on Facebook. You can watch it direct on your phone through the app. You can download the app through um, the App Store, Google Play, Roku. It's there for you and for your family. So we just want to explain that to you. God bless you.